What drives you? What inspires you? Let's ignite your why. Welcome back to another episode of Ignite Your Why podcast. I'm your host, Austin T. Gullett, and we're here to have genuine conversations with authentic people to help amplify their voice and figure out what ignites their why. Today, we have the honor to sit down with Aaliyah Christine Harrell. She was born in Miami, Florida, but raised in the 513 Cincinnati, Ohio. Aaliyah graduated from Holmes High School in 2013, and upon graduating, she decided to attend Bowling Green State University. But her journey in college was not the typical four years in graduate. Aaliyah actually took time away from school and returned just a few years ago to Northern Kentucky University, where she's studying psychology with a minor in addiction and human services. While being a full-time student, she is also working as a behavior health specialist, volunteering as a mentor, and in the process of writing her first book. With all that being said, Aaliyah, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Austin. How are you today? I'm good, tired, exhausted, mentally just drained. This has been a week. I feel like it's the beginning of August, but when this episode comes out, it's going to be the middle of August. But that's how I, that's where I feel like I'm at in August right now. That's how bad this week has been. Okay. I hear you. I feel like I started school and it doesn't start till August 22nd. And I'm already tired. <laughs> so I trust Maybe. me, I get it. <laughs> I'm telling you, I did a five and a half hour training the other night online. And it was like one of those trainings where you could not move forward until the person who was presenting was done talking. That's boring. <laughs> and ha- ha- no, literally, half the time they were literally just like reading the slide. And I was like, I can read that myself. Oh, yeah. You don't do well with people that read things off to you. Like, you have to be engaged. So this this makes a lot more sense, actually. Nah, like, uh, pro tip to anybody who is presenting. <laughs> do not read directly from your slides. Because I can read that shit. It's <laughs> <laughs> <is> factual information. <laughs> At least make it engaging. Literally, like, give me some bullet points and just tell me what you need to tell me, like, End of discussion. Like, <laughs> I have so much, like, ADHD that, like, I literally, like, watched High School Musical 2 and High School Musical 3 while this was playing because I was, like, I'm reading the slides and, like, they're just talking. Were you singing along? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> you're not actually watching if you're not singing along. Period. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, enough about me. We're here because of you. So let's just hop right into this. So what is your story? Who is Aaliyah Harrell? I still hate this question every time people ask me. But to say who Aaliyah is, I am someone who actually hates her last name, to be honest with you. I come from a family that never really had it together. You know, we never took family trips. We never had the money to do so. Getting involved in sports was like my way of escaping. Uh, And in my book that you had mentioned that I'm writing, I wrote about if there's ever a time I could go back, it would actually be to when I was in junior high because it was when I was the happiest in my life. I was running track. You know, I was able to hang out with my friends. So I'm someone that is just trying to recover from a lot of struggles that I've been through, but I'm a very strong person and I'm a very outgoing person and I love making friends and talking to people. 
Um, I grew up with all boys. My two brothers actually are really like my lifelines um, because they've been the only ones that I've had. And as we talk more and maybe get a little deeper, I can share a little bit behind those two. But Aaliyah is just someone that's just trying to survive just like everybody else. I feel it. It's very interesting because like when you said like you hate your last name, it all makes sense to me now. Like all of your social media goes by Aaliyah Christine. Yes, because I I can't. I don't want my last name anymore. And it's because I feel like Aaliyah Christine is her own person. You know, I would have loved to have had a father whose last name I I wanted to share with other people, but I didn't have that. And so I kind of nixed the whole Harold part of my name and only use it for legal documentation, of course. But as you said, you notice my social media just goes by Aaliyah Christine. And that's actually why. I'm learning stuff about you. <laughs> like I've known you since 2012. <laughs> so this is, this is new information for me. But I do have one question for you. So I know you kind of moved around a lot, like with schools. And, like, you transferred to Holmes your senior year. So I'm a huge Holmes person. Aaliyah came in the last year, so she doesn't have the love for Holmes like I do. Nope. But how did going from school to school affect you as a human and shape you into who you are? Oh, wow, yeah. Um, so for those of you who don't know, a lot of you don't know, I actually attended four high schools. The first school I went to was Lakota East, where I was actually very happy and felt like there was some stability in my life for the first time ever until I moved during my junior year. And I went to Mason half that year. And then I went to Notre Dame here in Kentucky for the other half. And then my senior year of high school, as Austin mentioned, I went to Holmes High School, which was not the greatest experience for me. Um, But seeing myself come from this very outgoing girl to this girl that kind of shied away from people, showed me how my mental health was taking a toll at a very young age. And I would, um, my junior year is actually when I noticed it, when I went to Mason and I noticed that making friends just wasn't easy for me anymore. I shut down. I wanted to eat lunch in the counselor's office or some days I just didn't eat lunch because I didn't have people to sit with. Um, When I got to Notre Dame, they were very welcoming of me and I didn't take that welcome because I just was over trying to meet new people and make new friends. And when I went to Holmes, actually, I made some friends, you know, a couple of friends I still talk to you, Linda, you guys are probably the only two people I talk to from Holmes, to be honest. Um, But Holmes really did a number on me, to be honest. I was bullied there. So, and all I wanted to do was just tend to myself at some point. And anybody who knows me knows that's total opposite of who I am. I mean, I'm just thinking about like the kind of like, in a sense, a culture shock, just going from like Lakota East to Mason to Notre Dame, which are, I assuming like Mason and Lakota East are predominantly white. Mm -hmm. Um, And Notre Dame is like an all-girl Catholic school, which is predominantly white. And then you come to Covington, which can be a little ratchet at times. Um, (laughs) No, but like, it's definitely like, 
how did that happen? Like, how did you go from like being like in a predominantly white <laughs> neighborhoods to being surrounded by people not who just like look like you, but like it's just like I'm, you get what I'm trying to say. I under, yeah, I understand what you're trying to say. <laughs> um, well, my mom felt like Holmes actually provided a better education for the classes that I was trying to take as far as AP and IB classes. Yes, I am a nerd. I will stand by it. But she felt like that was the best place as far as me pursuing my education here in Kentucky if I didn't want to attend Notre Dame anymore, which I did not. But you hit it like the the nail. Like it was a major culture shock for me. Yes, I'm a I'm black. I'm African American, which well identifies biracial, but Going to Holmes, a predominantly black school, for me, I felt like I stood out even more because I was a very, I am a very proper person and people considered me bougie because of my upbringing and being raised in the suburbs like all my life. So going to Holmes was just because my mom felt like education wise, like that was the best place. However, maybe so as far as classes. But not so as far as the mental beating that I took going on. Yeah, kids can be ruthless, mm-hmm. especially to new kids. And like you're a senior, like I can only imagine what that was like for you. But you did make friends, as you said. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, but I will never forget the day I met Aaliyah. Oh my God. <laughs> I will never forget it. Never. Because if anyone knows me, you all probably know by now, just by listening to my podcast, that I am not outgoing. Um, I'm not very, like, I don't step out of my comfort zone a lot. Like, I like my circle small. Like, I don't go out of my way to talk to people. But I remember <laughs> it was my junior year. I was walking out of, like, I don't even know if I was walking to football practice or from football practice. But all I see is this girl at the time, it was Leah, run up to me and she said, you're Austin Gullet," And I'm like, uh, <laughs> yeah, who are you? <laughs> I had no idea who she was. Never seen this girl a day in my life. And I'm just like, how does this person know my name? And like, she's like, oh, like, I'm Aaliyah, blah, blah, blah. And like, <laughs> I don't talk like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I was just like, this girl is crazy. But it turned out to be a good crazy. Well, to be fair, you can thank Mrs. Woods for that because of our <laughs> football assignment we had to do. You were wearing your jersey, which is how I knew who you were. So shout out to Miss Woods for this long-lasting friendship. <laughs> <laughs> I get all I can think back to like our classes, like our yearbook class. Oh, she probably hated us, probably but loved us at the same time because exactly. we actually did shit mm-hmm. where everyone else in the class didn't. Yes, agreed. We were annoying. But we did stuff. <laughs> we were good students. That's why. That is true. That is true. Mm-hmm. So we kind of talked about your upbringing a little bit. We talked about how like school like went for you and everything. But I kind of want to get to the to the chunk of this podcast. So what is it that truly inspires you? But more importantly, what is it that ignites your why? My passion and the care that I have for people. Um. It's so funny because I always knew I was going to be an accountant. I'm a numbers person. I love math. So plan A was accountant. Plan Mm -hmm. B was a lawyer. If anybody knows me, you know I love to argue. 
So <laughs> plan B was a lawyer because I can debate any and everything. And plan C was to be a teacher because I have a passion for working with kids. So when I left in 2013, and I left for a reason, when I left to go to Bowling Green State University, my major was accounting. And something about it just still never clicked for me. It just wasn't what it was. And there were things that happened back at home that did not allow me to continue to further my education. Um, my home at the time was set on fire, so I was homeless. Um, and then, you know, I just didn't have that family support that I felt like I needed when you're first starting off in college. So I didn't have that drive and that motivation. So I did take time off and I just was working full time, a bunch of hours actually. Um, and then when I turned 25 is when I was like, no, I need to finish my degree. And so I went back to start in accounting and it still wasn't it for me. Like as much as I love math, it just wasn't it. And so then I was working in the ER in Akron at the time, and I was dealing with a lot of behavioral patients and I realized that I could connect with them. You know, when people told me you can't get anything out of this patient, I still made it a goal to go and talk to that person. And what it was, was me connecting with them as if they were, and I'm going to quote, normal. And it, it, they are, you know, people with behavioral issues or mental issues, they just need a little bit more attention. And so when I realized that how I felt after dealing with them, I changed my major. And I was going to go psychiatrist route, but I don't want to prescribe medication to people. And I truthfully don't feel as if psychiatrists give that attention to people with mental health issues as a psychologist would, which is the ultimate end goal for me in my career. So I also reflected on how I've always been that go-to person for my friends and my family, even at such a very young age. And it just kind of clicked for me. And ever since then, everything I've been through, nothing has driven me away from that goal of becoming a psychologist so that I can do more for people in the mental health field. And yeah, that's my passion. Okay. One, I hate math. So <laughs> I give anyone who like does accounting or anything that does numbers, I give you props. Like hands down, math is my worst subject. Once the alphabet came in there, I was done. I was like, I can't do this. <laughs> numbers anymore. and letters don't go together. <laughs> yeah, no. I'm an English person. I love to write. I love to not read. I love to write. Like, I think that's my way of like expressing myself, like where it's come easy. You know this. I don't like to talk face to face. I would rather write and text because I can express myself a lot easier. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. Um, but it's just so interesting how like everything kind of comes full circle because I think people just have this mindset that you go to school and you have to have shit figured out. When in reality, like you had three plans and you're not even doing any of those three. No. And I feel like as we age and as we go through experiences, we kind of hone in on like our passions and who we truly are. And that's why when I ask the question, like, who are you? Everyone's like, oh, that's so hard because we're constantly changing. Mm -hmm. Right. But we all have that story that helps bring us to who we are. And I think that's what this podcast is for. And it's just interesting to see how like you went from like, OK, like my passion was math. But then along the line, like something like clicked it was like that flame that spark right mm -hmm. and you found that passion but it's also like one thing that I kind of want to ask you about it's like you mentioned how 
when you got this spark, you realize that like you're always there for other people and like you've always been that helper. But when have you took the time to like really just take care of yourself? Right. Because a lot of the times like us as like helpers and like people that care and give, give and give, we often forget about the person who truly matters at heart. And that's yourself. So my question for you, I'm just going to skip to section three, <laughs> is just how have you been taking care of yourself mentally? Um, so it took a while after I graduated for me to to finally put myself first. And by doing that, I went to therapy the first time to learn how to set boundaries with people I truly care for, because I am that person that gives, 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 gives. I will struggle if it meant that someone close to me could have what they needed. And I learned that that's not acceptable. And that was in 2015, 2016, when I went to therapy the first time. Um, And it really helped. It truly helped. I left out and now 2022, I know how to set those boundaries so lines don't get crossed. And it's very important that we do that even with the people that we care the most about because some people, regardless of who they are, will try to take advantage of you. And then 2020 is actually when I moved back home after a breakup. I was in a six and a half year engagement that ended and that took a toll on me. Um, And I went back to therapy for the second time to learn how to manage my emotions and to grasp like what I was going through. I never really felt so much pain and I never really felt that hurt before from someone that I really, really loved or thought I did, but no, no, I loved. (laughs) Um, And so after that therapy, those therapy sessions ended, I felt like a new person. And I started doing things that centered more around my happiness and putting my happiness first. And sometimes that means someone's going to be unhappy with you, but I've learned that I'm not sacrificing my happiness for anyone in this world anymore. And I just surrounded myself with my close friends, which is you, my family. They've been my big, like you guys have been my biggest support through everything since I've been home. And then I, um, August of 20, sorry. It's okay. (laughs) August of 2021. At the beginning of my semester, found out my stepdad was actively dying from cancer. And I didn't, when it comes to death, I take it as is because I'm not afraid of death. I've accepted it as a part of life. So sometimes if that's brought up to me, I'll just say, okay, and I'll shrug it off. And it's not really shrugging it off. It's just how I deal with it. Well, a few months after that, I learned that my mom had to have brain surgery because she had a brain aneurysm. And I didn't realize the toll that these things were taking on me until I faced my stepdad for the first time. And December 3rd, I'll never forget the day since I faced him for the first time that I found out he was dying. And it 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 made me go into a downward spiral. And I found myself saying, I'm fine more often than I actually I really wasn't. I'm fine as my scapegoat for people to leave me alone. So if you ever hear me say that, I'm not okay. But um, <laughs> I feel like that's everyone's. <laughs> I'm like, like I'm, I'm fine. fine. Just I'm leave fine. me alone. Yeah. So um, I had actually met someone during that time and 
could not allow myself to give him what I really wanted and give him that true Aaliyah had he met me prior to all of that happening after I worked, you know, so hard to fix myself and <laughs> use that fixed term loosely. But um, I realized for him that I was still struggling with some other issues, you know, not having a father figure in my life and what my mom was going through, you know, that relationship with her has not always been the best relationship. So my parents, you know, I was still dealing with those issues and abandonment issues. So I went back to therapy for the third time because it's important for me to recognize when I'm not okay, but it's okay to not be okay. And I learned that and I didn't know how to deal with the grief I was dealing with. And so to take care of myself, like I said, the third time back in therapy, I finally feel like we got it right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So that's a way to take care of myself and deal with my issues as they come up. When I see that I'm not okay, I seek someone to talk to. And I do things. I surround myself with family and friends. I don't fake it until I make it anymore. I did that through high school to try to get through the days. I don't do that anymore. You know, I've dealt with those suicidal thoughts myself. I've had my brother, you know, attempt to commit suicide. I've had other family members who wanted to kill themselves. I have a cousin who's schizophrenic, drug addict. Like a lot of mental health, you know, is surrounded, is surrounding me. A lot of mental health issues, like my friends suffer from mental health issues. And I'm always that person that they go to. And I love it. Absolutely love it. And now that I find my place, myself in a mentally healthy place, you know, it is, it's just continuing to take care of myself in the best way that I know possible. So if that means Next month, I find myself going to therapy for the fourth time because something (laughs) comes up and I'm like, never dealt with this before. Then so be it. But the biggest thing I can continue to do is take care of Aaliyah Christine. As you should. And I think mental health is like huge. And I feel like just because like you go back to therapy doesn't mean necessarily a bad thing. I know Mm -hmm. some people who just go to therapy, even though like nothing major is going on. It's just like that's their escape. Mm -hmm. Like that's just someone who's there for them that they can talk to. Like. I love therapy. I'm super salty that I miss my therapy session. <laughs> yeah, get that rescheduled. <laughs> I like, she texted me. She's like, Austin, I'm like, is everything okay? Like, you're usually here by now. I was like, fuck. I was like, oh, we're good. I just got really caught up, like, at work, like, doing, like, things that I'm doing. I was like, I'll still send you the $45 for taking your time. Um, <laughs> Yeah, my, you do my, my therapy is cheap. <laughs> <laughs> Making mental health affordable is very key. And uh, I just wanted to thank you just for being just so open and so vulnerable in that moment. Because uh, it does take a lot uh, just to share bits and pieces of you. Uh, but there is one more thing that I do want to talk about because I feel like we've mentioned it. Uh, we kind of talked to like sprinkles here and there. Uh, but let's talk about this book, <laughs> right? Yes. You are finally doing it. Yes. So tell the people what this book is about. We don't have to give them a release date because um, that's nowhere in it. No, it's not in sight yet, guys. But it's not in sight. <laughs> it is coming. That is all that matters. So tell us about this book. What's it going to be about? Um. Okay. So let me, before I tell you what it's about, I actually had this dream seven years ago that I should write a book. Seven years ago, and I just started working on it like last month. So that goes to show it's not your timing. Whenever you feel that motivation to do what you want to do, it's going to come. So the book I'm writing actually 
goes a little bit more into detail about all of the things I've been through in my 27 years of living on this earth. And it's about mental health and it's about not allowing your struggles to to take over you and allow you to become someone that you're truly not. I had several instances where my struggles took over me. However, the person that I am today is not who I was back then. And so my book kind of sheds a lot of light on my story. It sheds a lot of light on mental health and having that courage and that braveness and that boldness to keep pushing because one, you're not the only one going through, going through it. There are people with similar stories and it's funny because even with the kids I work with today, like one thing I said when I was interviewing for my job is that nine times out of 10, when a kid that I work with brings an issue to me, I've been there, done that. It's sad that I can understand what they're going through, but it's also kind of that give that person hope that she's been here, but look where she is now. And so the story, the book that I'm writing is just my story. It's about where I've come from. It's about where I've been. It's about where I'm at now and where I will be in the future. And it's just to give people a little bit more of an idea of who I am, but also encouraging them to continue to stay strong. (laughs) Slow clap. No, I'm really excited for it. I'm kind of nervous at the same time. Um, (laughs) Because what she left out... Um, I'm don't care. I'm gonna put it out there. Put it out there. Um, so a, one way Aaliyah copes with her emotions and how she deals with things is she writes letters to people, but these people never see those letters. <laughs> and she said to me one day that she's including these letters in her book. And Austin knows that there are a few letters that are about him. <laughs> <laughs> so I am a little nervous to see what she has to say, but. Yeah. Every friendship has their ups and downs. Yeah. Yeah. And there are going to be people who may have some hurt feelings about what I have to say. But again, it's my story to share with the world. But you shouldn't be nervous. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but there's a few people that I do know. That yeah, there's there a few people that I feel a little scared, y'all. Just saying. But honestly, like I said, it is also a book to encourage people. So I do have a chapter called Dear Best Friends in my book. So, it, and it's a very uplifting chapter. It talks about things that I've been through with each okay, friend. Sweet. I'm but like, it's, I it's hope very this just uplifting. Like, no, no. You know we had our moment because I moved away. But look y'all, at where we are now. Aaliyah stopped talking to me for six years. <laughs> <laughs> and I vowed to never, ever do that to any of my friends again. <laughs> six years, y'all. She dipped and left me in the dust. We like, bounced back like nothing ever happened, though. And then she came back one day my senior year. We took a picture when you was in that neon yellow whatever shirt you was wearing. Huh? Maybe oh, I'll, oh, my God. I remember yeah. it. 2014. <laughs> With the glasses. I had glasses back then. Mm. Oh, I don't have glasses anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, but nah. Aaliyah is a great human being. And I really appreciate always like when we're around each other because it's always a fun time we just get off topic a lot but i think like what you're doing and the work you're doing is very valuable and very important and i think this book is going to be truly amazing and whenever it comes out you know i'm going to promote the hell out of it but also you mentioned one thing how like you can relate to your kids Mm -hmm. and how um it's easy to 
help people when you can understand where they're coming from. And I think that's one of the reasons why I feel like you're going to be like a really good mentor. Um, if you're in Covington <laughs> or the Cincinnati area and you want to be a mentor, Covington Partners has a phenomenal mentoring program. It changed my life. Aliyah is just now getting into it. and I know it's going to change hers as well. So if you want to mentor one student and change two lives, go ahead and sign up. Go to Covington Partners website and you can do that. Uh, but again, thank you <laughs> for finally taking the time out of your day. I've been trying to get her on for this whole season, y'all. Because <laughs> I don't know if y'all remember. Before season four came out, Aaliyah made a special video for us telling us that we would hear her story this season. Did not know it was going to be episode like 17 or 18. <laughs> I can't remember what number you are, but yeah. <laughs> I was working up the nerves to come back on. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, I guess I can make time. <laughs> no, I'm just messing with you guys. She was, she's been super busy just with like, at the time that season started, I don't even know when we started this, but School. just going through summer working and just ups and downs. Mm -hmm. We finally found a time that worked for us. Yeah. Had to give her a donut. <laughs> it was very good. It was very good. I'm still hungry, so you're also starving me still. But, you know. It's, it's fine. fine. <laughs> nah, again, thank you so much. Uh, I really appreciate it. If anyone wants to continue having a conversation with you about anything that we might have talked about today, whether that is your upbringing, mental health, your book, or whatever it may be, uh, what would be the best way for them to get a hold of you? Uh, so probably my Instagram. When you see my Instagram, do not judge me. I'm still working on it. But my Instagram is uh, Leah with four H's at the end, underscore Christine H. I'm pretty sure that's accurate. <laughs> you know what, y'all? I'm just going to look this up real quick because this girl. Social media and I are just not a good couple. Honestly, it's a very toxic love-hate relationship that Whoa. I need to figure out. Y'all better, she better get it together, y'all, because she about to have a book, so she's going to have to publicize it somehow. Um, <laughs> but I'm just saying, all right, let me look this up real quick. I'm pretty sure I was right. It is Aaliyah with four H's, underscore Christine with an H, and it's A A. L I Y A H H H H. Aaliyah. Okay. Now, again, thank you so much. I'm going to put all of Aaliyah's information in the description below. Thank you all for listening in. And always remember find your purpose and ignite your why. Peace. <laughs>